0: Han hok 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 honk hok honk hok hok honk hok hok ho, and I'm like, what is happening
1: <laughs> if I sound off
0: it's because, um I have a I don't know if I have a cold
1: or what, but I've been sniffling and sneezing all morning that sucks, yeah, I'll get over it though, speaking of that though, do you do you sneeze in your arm or your hand? Like when you have to sneeze? Okay. Like, do you do a vampire I'm gonna ask thing?
0: You, I'm going to ask you an honest to goodness question. To answer your question. Okay. To answer your question. Why the hell would I sneeze in my hand?
1: <laughs> that Wait, is disgusting,
0: the, Tony. That I No, disgusting. I totally
1: agree with you. I'm on board with that mentality. But I have seen multiple times grown men and women go <laughs> like right into their hand. And it's, there's a split second where they look at it and it's like, oh, it, it's not that bad. And then they just go about their day. I'm like,
0: no, that's terrible. And then you're going to go shake somebody's hand? Why would you do this? But worse yet, you're going to touch things and get your grossness all over everything. The, well, that's what the worst I'm saying. You're gonna the, shake people's people, hands. Uh, you're gonna touch with other things. Two hands.
1: Oh God, it's so. And disgusting. it's like,
0: <laughs> you can't win. You can't even have like, okay, this is my dirty hand and this is my clean hand. No, no, no. It's all dirty. It's all disgusting, and <laughs> you're disgusting. No, I sneeze into my shirt.
1: Into your shirt. Interesting. So you feel it. You feel the sneeze, and then you pull your shirt what forward, and then sneeze toward your chest. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what you're telling me is the front of your shirt can be actually just as disgusting.
0: I so mean, not hu- so don't hug can you. your armpit, I would imagine, or your elbow or whatever I you seem to
1: I You know what? You're right. Um, like, something's you know going
0: to get dirty, but then again, I don't something's exactly, like, chest bump right. everything I see.
1: <laughs> I think that would be awesome. You'd be like, chest bump, chest bump, like, everywhere you go.
0: Even in <laughs> like meetings. You, hey, how's what is it going? That guy Bob. doing?
1: Uh, that would be an amazing viral video if I ever saw one. No, it just it just boggles the mind that in this day and age, where there is a multitude uh, of of information, it basically says if you sneeze, you're going to contaminate anything that you touch. So so don't sneeze somewhere that you know you're going to continuously touch it and then touch other things or touch other people. And, and and even with that information, people continue to sneeze right in the hand. I mean, I guess it's the same thing. There's a bunch of information where al- alcohol and tobacco are bad, and people still do it. But, but the sneezing thing, <laughs> like that's that's everybody. Yeah, because
0: there's no benefit for doing it wrong. No,
1: I just mm. like if I sneeze or if I cough, like I try to do the vampire hold, mm-hmm. where I I sneeze into. I think you said armpit earlier. I don't know if I can sneeze into my armpit, but I can sneeze into the fold of my my elbow, on the inside of my elbow, and then I look like Dracula. I go, <laughs> But then nobody is like getting like uh contaminated unless I give them a like a bear hug or something. And then I like rub it on their shoulder like, "Yeah, you like that, don't you?" <laughs> oh jeez.
0: Yeah, but it's still just I don't understand it. I don't understand where it comes from. I don't understand how you function as an adult and say, this is okay. This is this is an appropriate course of action. I'm doing the right thing.
1: So for all of you, sneeze into something that, that that won't get touched all the time. Shirt, arm, armpit, something,
0: but not your hand. Thanks, please.
1: I've noticed something pop, popping up here in the Bay Area uh, as well as other... I would argue, major tech metropolitan capitals. And that is everyday cars are advertising on top of their car, like a digital sign. And something that you might have seen on a taxi cab or a bus or something like that. But now, everyday people that are driving around Uh, Or if you're driving around for the likes of Uber or Lyft, you can, in addition to that, through another company, advertise on your car. I don't think you have the ability to specify which ads and which ads you don't want to have on your car. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I mean, it it is your car at the end of the day. Um, But it seems to be fairly lucrative because more and more people are starting to do this. And I was wondering, would you do this? You Um, and I both drive quite a bit.
0: I feel like I would do it because, I mean, if if it was lucrative enough to pull in some extra change, I mean, I've got bills to pay. (laughs) (laughs) I've got mouths to feed. Like, it's just because I don't like the idea of something like that, you know, something small like that, doesn't mean that I wouldn't be opposed to doing it to make some extra money. Yeah, like, I'm not a big fan of ads and stuff, but at the same time... Bills need to be paid.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so the main company that's doing this is called Firefly. I don't know where they're located out of, but according to the marketing data, um, it says, quote, with hundreds of fireflies lighting up the streets of New York City, L.A., and San Francisco day and night, your creative ability is able to shine in the most relevant location to you. At the most effective times, my fear is that someone's gonna take it off my car, or it's like it's somehow going to damage my car. Mm-hmm. Um, also, for the few times um, um, that I do take my car to the car wash, like, is this fully waterproof, or do I have to take it off as well? Too, I don't know. I don't know if it's a big deal or not. I'm sure if I were to sign up, they would, they would tell me all that information. But uh, I just I want to bring it up to you and to everybody else here. Because you might have seen this on the road and like, what the heck is this all about? Like, is this just like one ad campaign for this one company? Well, no, it's it's not just for Uber. It's not just for Lyft. It's for everybody. And so it could be for you as well, too. I don't know if you have to buy the sign and then they reimburse you as you drive around. Um, but it seems like a pretty interesting, innovative way to get advertising out there while you're just driving from A to B to C to D and back to A.
0: Well, at least you're going home.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's not something like you have to go pick it up. Um I again, the mechanics of the sign it's it's powered some way. I don't think it's solar powered, so I think you would have to power it through the cigarette lighter of your car. I don't know if it drains the battery of your car more so than than normal. Um, or maybe you have to get a backup battery. I don't know. There's a lot of unanswered questions that on their website, it doesn't really specify. Um, they just talk about, you know, the different brands that they work with, the different analytics that, uh, that you're able to see. Probably a Um, lot of that
0: information is on a need to know basis and you don't need to know.
1: Well, I'd like to know. I'm sure someone's (laughs) already done some sort of op-ed piece about them. I just haven't found it yet. But it's interesting, though, you're able to see the analytics. You're able to see, like, okay, um, this ad seems to work really well in this city during these times. And I'm wondering how they determine that, like, how they determine how many people are actually seeing the ad and then going to the website.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm sure
1: there's a way to determine that, obviously. Maybe an offer code on
0: the ad or something?
1: Either an offer code or it's just like, hey, Tony is driving in Corte Madera and he's advertising for Chipotle. And uh, according to our data, Chipotle app usage has gone up. So his ad's working. I'm sure it's something to that effect.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And again, there's like different campaigns that you can choose. Um, I don't know. This seems like a really kind of a cool idea. So... In one way, I just want to discuss it with you and then also kind of get to the bottom of the issue, like who is the company behind this? Why, you know, how much just are people actually making? And if it's something that, you know, because I respect your input, is is this something that you would do? And uh, if so, I might even consider doing it myself.
0: Yeah, I don't immediately have a problem with it. Uh, I mean, like I said, if, if if it's making you a little bit of extra money, so be it. Um I'm not a big fan of ads, obviously, but I need to see it honestly. Like in concept, in my head, I have an idea of what it is, but it could be so much more obtrusive than that and distracting on the road. And there, there could be a lot more to it than just what I'm picturing in my head. So I, I just, I'd honestly need to see it before making a judgment. But yeah, I'd, I'd say offhand, I'd I'd probably do it.
1: Well, I have. Uh just sent off a contact us request form so i will find out more and maybe in a few weeks maybe a month or so we'll we'll circle back and i will let everybody know that i uh, am advertising for, uh, with the helps of firefly and yeah like you said if i can make some extra money while just doing my normal day job then why not as long as i can cho- that's the other big thing as long as i can choose what the ads are like i don't care if the ads are for like viagra or whatever like i'm not i'm not you know i'm not 16 i'm not embarrassed by that you know however if it's for like political ads i'm not sure how i feel about that or if it's for something that is a little bit more um on the risky side of mm-hmm. being hated on you know, for back, lack of a better phrase, um, I don't. Uh, that's where I'd, I'd say, well, could I not be a part of this ad campaign? Thank you. <laughs> so follow up. I just got a response from Firefly, the company that does the advertising, and they obviously they have their own minimum requirements. It's they, they're not going to you know let anyone drive for them. But one of the requirements is that the car has to be 2011 or newer, which mine is not. Mine's 2007. Um, Cannot be fully uh, EV, so cannot be a full a fully electronic vehicle. Wait, uh, why? I don't know, uh, but also that that you drive full time over forty hours a week for Lyft or Uber. So this is really like you, oh. you and I couldn't do this. Like we would have to drive for Lyft and Uber for that's, this to work.
0: That's a bizarre requirement.
1: I mean i I get it, but. I feel like there's there's like a a secret handshake happening. You know what I
0: mean? Like this is only for these people, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's like, hey, this is a really cool, innovative idea that we're gonna give to only Lyft and Uber. Oh, but I wanna drive. Well, then you have to drive for Lyft or Uber. Fine, I guess so. And then like the executives from Lyft or Uber like high five the Firefly guys. Like that's that's kind of what I I'm I'm sure it's not. But I feel like it is.
0: I get you. Other people drive. <laughs> yeah. The other
1: thing too is it says that the following requirements must be met. You are very responsive to calls, emails, and text messages. <laughs> like okay, I'm 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 surprised that you have to put that into the uh, the rec here. Like I think if someone was actually actively actively looking for a job, like being responsive to calls and emails would. Be a no-brainer, but I guess there are people that
0: you know, I was going to say I'm like you. You would hope, but that's that, yeah. that's not the case. It's
1: it's so sad that they have to put that there. Um, and then lastly, it says if for me because I'm in the area of San Francisco. It uh, says if you're interested in working with us uh, in San Francisco, we have a fixed rate of three hundred dollars a month, divided into two payments of one fifty, directly deposited into your account. So I would make an extra three hundred a month. Yeah, without, you know, obviously going too much into my finances. Uh, That wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't be bad. I'm already driving around uh, from here to there and everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, I'm not going to drive for a Lyft or Uber. No, no, no. Never mind. This is not going to (laughs) happen. Not today. womp. Womp womp. So I know you only listen to... Two podcasts, maybe three podcasts. Um, I, I know you don't even listen to our podcast on a normal basis. <laughs> you just you record and then you just we put it out in the ether and you just hope to God that. You we, and have my people, wife we have people. We have people checking it properly. to make sure
0: it sounds good and everything like that. Like I, I, I listen to it when it's necessary, but if it's not necessary, I'm not going to. I've I've heard what I said. I'm hearing it right heard now. heard what you said. <laughs> well, I'm in, I'm in the same boat with you. I mean, sometimes I'll
1: re-listen to the podcast to make sure I haven't said anything s- silly, but usually I'm able to listen to it as I'm editing it. But the reason why I bring this up is a lot of podcasts that I've listened to for many, many years, when they first started off getting sponsored by companies, it was Audible. Audible.com was the main, like, podcast sponsor. Mm-hmm. Then it grew to Casper, then Dollar Shave Club, and then Harry's, and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And it was all these, like, kind of these scrappy little startups that are trying to, you know, make their way into the ears and eye holes of people and right. get people to, like, ah, we're a new brand, we're Casper, we're Purple, and all these other companies. Uh, generally, p- companies that nobody knows about. Right. And now everybody knows about them. But now, um, and maybe that's why, because now I'm listening to podcasts, podcasts that normally advertise companies that I'm not very familiar with. Now they're advertising for like big name companies, like multi-billion dollar companies that arguably do not need to be named. And for the purpose of the to- this topic, I'm, I'm not going to name them because I don't want to put them on blast. But think of the ads that you'd see on TV and you're bombarded with them. It's like, okay, I get it. You have this great deal. I'm not interested. Now your mom and pop style, uh, grassroot podcast company are advertising for them now. Why does that bother me so much? Like, in a, in a way, it means that that particular company, that particular podcast network has grown so big that they don't need to go with these little scrappy startups. They can get inventory podcast dollars from these big companies. I mean, in a way, that's really good, but it still just bothers me to no end.
0: <laughs> I have no idea, dude. Like that's I mean, that's awesome. That's reliable income honestly like I, I I wouldn't have any problems with it if you get if you're making money off of these big companies and uh they're paying you money to do the thing that you love why not like that's seems okay to me as long as the, the only thing that kills me is like the people that play like the three-minute ads like they go on and on and on about whatever product I'm like okay I get it super awesome super duper cool But you've reached the three minute mark and you're still not done. How? How (laughs) And like I get it. I get where where it's coming from. I get that it's, you know, it's money. But it's still just like holy moly.
1: But it's it's also that the some some of the podcasts that, that I've I've grown to listen to, and call me a hipster if you want. I don't care. But some of the podcasts I've grown to listen to, the advertisers that they've chosen make sense for the demographic of people that listen to the podcast. Um, For example, one of the things that gets advertised is a company, a website, where if you want to study other crafts, if you want to study your hobby more so than just looking up how to's on YouTube, there's an actual website that you pay for. But it's almost like one-to-one training with these trainers to learn how to do photography, to learn how to cook better, to learn how to do anything better. And a lot of podcasts and even YouTubers are, 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 are uh, advertising for them. And I think that makes sense for the demographic of the types of podcasts that I listen to. Mm-hmm. The same podcast recently, and I have to mention what this was because this is the problem. You go from educationally focused advertising to, hey, there's a new DLC for Grand Theft Auto 5. I'm like, what? Why did we just go from enriching yourself to gaming in a, an extremely violent style game that, that has nothing to do with the podcast? Are there gamers that listen to the podcast? Yes. I'm not discounting that, but it just, it's just a weird kind of message because it tells me that either you're just going for the money grab or you're actually listening to us to say, Hey, I will listen to 30 seconds to a minute of a podcast advertiser. I don't mind that because you're putting these podcasts out for free. I'm fine with that. Am I a gamer? Yes. But I, I swear that it's just so jarring. That's the big thing. It's just so jarring when I'm expecting a podcast ad of something that I'm just going to maybe not pay attention to, but I'm like, I'm, I'm fully aware of Rockin' Mortgage. I'm fully aware of Stamps.com. I'm fully aware of Harry's. Maybe they'll say something different and I'll take advantage of their promo code. Nope. Grand Theft Auto DLC is the casino and you can do this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, wh- why? Why? Why are you advertising that? It just, it just comes out of left field for me.
0: I feel like that's okay. Honestly, uh, that still seems in the demographic. If someone's willing to learn online, uh, they're probably a techie, and so they probably play games. And Grand Theft Auto is a fun game. Um, yeah, that that's fine. <laughs> like, especially since it's probably like they they probably play the game too so it's yeah and once again it, they probably play the game you play the game and it pays the bills everybody wins stop well, complaining I, can tell
1: you, <laughs> I I I can tell you the 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 two people that host the p- particular podcast I'm talking about do not play this game they're very very much avid non-gamers um I don't know their actual opinion about the game and the things that you can do in the game and the things that most people do in the game. Um, but even so, it just it just comes across as cheap to me. Like I get it, I uh, I get your point of view, but I I just I don't know. I feel like I feel like advertising just for the sake of advertising because they're gonna Rockstar is gonna give you more money is not the direction that you want to go but maybe i'll change my mind change my tune when rockstar wants to uh knock on our door and give us some cash there you go but i like the game so it makes sense for me i don't know i don't know i give up so what time zone are you in right now
0: mountain standard time
1: okay and i'm in pacific uh what if we got rid of time zones altogether?
0: uh that would not work Why? <laughs> okay, okay, let me rephrase that. That was the initial initial reaction, but it would be strange because who gets to who gets to have a regular nighttime? You know, who who's to dictate, okay, well, uh this area is the area that actually gets the midnight is midnight, right? And this area is the area that gets to have midnight in the middle of the day.
1: What's wrong with that? I mean, time is just our
0: No, no, no. It's it's no, no, no. No, no, no. It's it's who gets that like who decides what gets what
1: okay so essentially the whole world would follow utc which is consolidated universal time and utc basically takes over the greenwich mean time which is the meridian that goes down greenwich in uh, southwest of, uh, of london so that would be ground zero so okay when it's midnight there essentially it's midnight everywhere.
0: Right. So, but not actually midnight everywhere because it'd be like the middle of the day for some people.
1: Right. But that's okay because it's just uh, how we perceive time and how we perceive how to tell time in the biome that we're in. Right. But at the same time, at the same token, if you were to say, Hey, I'm going to jump on at eight o'clock. It doesn't matter what time zone you're in.
0: Okay, here's the alternate thing though. You still need time zones or you'd need some sort of system to act like a time zone because you would need some sort of conversion table that would tell you, okay, hey, it may be noon over in Utah, but they're all asleep. So don't call that guy. So you'd, you'd go back to having uh, a, like a time zones. Like you, you would get rid of them and then have to have them again to make the lack of time zones make sense.
1: That's actually a really good point. I hadn't thought about that.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't work. Uh, I would say the lack of daylight savings time, that we could get rid of. Okay. That would be fairly easy because that's like doesn't do much to for anyone. No. Um, it would make no. a very, very small difference. But, yeah, in terms of time zones, that we really can't.
1: I mean, the idea of how time zones started and everything and why they started, it it, it makes sense. Because, you know, way back in the day, everybody is telling time based off of where the sun is, and that's high noon. So that's, you know, sun's at the top of its peak of where it's going to be, so that's noon. Mm -hmm. But for everybody, that's at a different time. Everyone had different methodologies of measuring all that. And then we had railways, and then we were having... Uh, trains crash into each other because everyone's going on their own time schedule. So I get why we, why why the time zone started to basically avoid all of that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like now with all the technology that we have, the fact that you can just set your watch or your clock or your phone to UTC right now without thinking about it. And if we just went about our day with the idea that, hey, it's... You know what? L- let me just look this up right now. UTC. What time is it right now? It is... It's almost 7 o'clock UTC right now. Okay. And for me, that means it's almost noon right now. for you, uh, And for you, that means it's almost 1 o'clock. So right. 7 o'clock, we're recording at 7 o'clock or uh, in, in UTC time, in military time, it would be tw- uh, 1,900 hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think with anything... It would be a stretch to get used to, especially with, hey, make sure you call Quentin when you wake up. Well, when I wake up, he's probably going to go to sleep. So I think that would be one of those things that we would just have to get used to. I don't know if it's harder to get used to time zone difference. I guess not. I guess it's not hard to get used to it because we're used to it. Like we're innately that that is the norm now that everyone Mm -hmm. has a different time zone depending on where you're placed in the world. Right. Um, but I I think that if we could get around the whole, as as a society men- mentally, we could get or get around the whole. When I go to sleep, you're gonna wake up, but it's it's at, it, we're at the same time. I think that's possible. And um, I don't know. Yeah, I just, but you'd
0: still once again, you'd still go back to having that table of like, okay, if it's seven o'clock here and it's seven o'clock in utah then it's nighttime in utah because it's daytime in iraq
1: sure um in with your hypothetical yes it would be it would be tough to schedule like conference calls and things of that nature uh because everyone is calling from a different time and it would be tough for about a year and then everyone will get used to it we would find a time that makes sense for everybody it might be just before work for you and it might be just after work for the guy in Iraq. But the fact is we would figure it out and then from that point on it would always be 6 a.m. Or whatever it is. It would always be that. And it's 6 a.m. for everybody. No time conversion. No worrying about, oh, they have to set the clocks forward. Nope, just 6 a.m. 0600. I know it's going to be a, a weird
0: Okay, better question. Then. Change, but let's let's go deeper. Where did this come from?
1: Where did this come from? Well, I mean, a couple of scientists actually uh, proposed this a couple, couple of couple years back. Um, I I think that I don't know where that particular uh, thought process stemmed from, but uh, I know there's there's a couple of uh, nation states, one of which being. North Korea, they've set their own time, which is kind of funny. Um, But it is North Korea. They live in their own world. But for the rest of us, utilizing uh, UTC or Greenwich Mean Time as a means to measure everything, that's always going to be a constant. That doesn't have to worry about daylight savings. It doesn't have to worry about, I don't know, anything. I mean, for years, people utilized GMT as the starting point. Mm -hmm. And then we went away from that for whatever reason. And so I think if we were to revert back to that, it would be interesting. And yes, it would be hard. It would be annoying. And I'm sure it would be frustrating. And I'm sure I would be eating my words. But getting past that hump of frustration, getting past that hump of of annoyance, I think that the outcome would be a lot more fruitful than what we're dealing with right now. And I think that's why it might be worth the... considering
0: I still feel like the uh the better option would be just to get rid of daylight savings instead of time zones
1: if we're going to go to daylight save i mean not every state has daylight savings for example so exactly. we're already kind of getting getting rid of it well that's the problem is that level? not
0: everyone follows it and places within places don't follow it and places within places within places don't follow it like it's it's so overly complicated it's just like how about we just bag this all together And not have that. And then we know if it's five o'clock here, it's six o'clock there. And that will always stay as a truth. Not as a, well, it's five o'clock here, but it's six o'clock there. Oh, but it's past, you know, the uh, August 26th. So... It's uh, ten o'clock there. Oh no, no, no! Hold on. Let's back up again because they're in the county of Wisconsin, and so now we gotta go into a deeper subset and say that it is off because it's before the new moon. It's just it. No, no. Stop. Too complicated. Shut it down.
1: So it's yes, it's an issue. If we got rid of it completely, at least here in the states, then maybe Western Europe would follow suit with it as well too it would make people a lot happier that they don't have to worry about it
0: i think it would be uh, a cascading effect if someone started getting rid of it uh it would just everyone would start getting rid of it
1: possibly i feel like when you know when one state gets rid of it but not the other states get rid of it, it like it it's really cool for that one state to vote on like like the state of california i think we all voted on the um, on the measure to get rid of daylight saving um but then like we we're saying, that is just one state. Uh, other states in our in our longitudinal like time zone, in the Pacific time zone, like they might not get rid of it. Like um, not Hawaii, but um, Washington might not. I don't know about if Oregon got rid of it or not. It is a thing that a state by state measure can all that can agree on or disagree on. That in itself is confusing. Um, <laughs> so they would have to do it at a federal level, not the state level. Right. If we can do it at the international level and get rid of everything and then we're back to UTC and then everyone's happy. Hooray!
0: We can only hope for one day.
1: So, I did something a couple of days ago that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And you that got in your is earring. I remixed an existing song and overlaid my own vocals on top of it. Okay. I recorded it. And it is available for everyone to listen to and laugh at. <laughs> but the reason why I bring it up, uh, other than it in itself being kind of self-serving and trying to find uh, ju- uh, justification and uh, and gratification from from uh, other people, is: um, Have you ever wanted to do anything like that? Like, have you ever heard an Avenged Sevenfold song or a Disturbed song or or something, and you're like? Listening to in the car, and you just put your own kind of spin on it, and you, uh, on the on the on the song, and you're like, I like how that sounded.
0: Uh, maybe once, like there, I could think of like maybe one song that I was like, hey, this this is kind of fun, but that's about as far as it went. It was just me singing along with it, and then moving on with my day.
1: Mm. But, but I nothing... mean, the more power
0: to you. I mean, that's that's awesome that you did your own recording and kind of mixed it and everything like that's, that's awesome. That's a, it's a sign of confidence. So that's, I mean the beneficial to you, right? Yeah, I guess.
1: Um, I was very confident when I recorded it and then when I edited it, um, my confidence started to wane a little bit because when I was listening to my voice on its own, I, definitely could hear how shaky it was when i didn't think i was being shaky and all these other kind of uh
0: mishaps things
1: yeah just things that i noticed of how i sang i'm like i know i have a nasally kind of way to sing and and in a way that's like my thing um it's kind of, not as bad as uh billy corgan from smashing pumpkins nowhere near as bad as that but uh, I, I definitely have like a nasal kind of sound and sometimes I use it to my advantage. Sometimes it's, it's not supposed to be there. But in any event, um, what I did notice was how I was mixing it with the actual song. Uh, it sounded like I was singing along to it. it. It didn't sound like it was part of the song. You know what I mean? Like so, that's that's more on me and my editing skills, or in this case, lack thereof. Like I have to learn how to how to blend what I'm recording with something that's already in existence of being recorded on like a multi million dollar you know uh, studio board. That's something in itself is kind of a challenge, but I welcome Mm -hmm. it. I'm excited to take the next step. The problem is I don't want to just record the same song over and over again. Okay. For the past like three or four days, I've been going through my Rolodex of different songs that I have in my head. Like, oh, maybe I'll quote unquote remix this or I'll remix that. And I try and do it in the car just to kind of see if it sounds any different or see if it it would make an impact. And none of them. (laughs) None of them are any good. Oh, Yeah, it's just like, oh, that's, I can't know.
0: Never mind. <laughs> it's not
1: interesting. Because I don't just want to sing over the track. Like, if you listen to the track, you'll say, oh, I see what he's talking about. It, it, it's no, definitely I get you. A different... It's a
0: replacement. Like, you you are replacing the lead singer.
1: No, I'm not. I'm, like, kind of backing him up. I'm like, hey, Chester. Because I, I sang to a Linkin Park song. I'm like, hey, Chester, high five. I got you, bro. And, like, kind of... <laughs> singing the same tune that he's singing and then I harmonize I think that's the best way to phrase it I harmonize with him and then I bring my own kind of like grit into the song as well too um All right Yeah so I tried to do that with a couple other other songs that I that I listen to and uh I don't know there's it just doesn't work and maybe it's the the style that I'm tr- that I'm trying to bring which is kind of a mesh between metalcore and just melodic rock. And it works with Linkin Park because, you know, they they have that kind of style that is almost inviting of anything. Like you could play cello to it with the distortion pedal. It's going to sound amazing. But you can't really do that all the time with the Venn Sevenfold. You can't really do that with Asking Alexandria. Definitely can't do that with Attila. And uh, I don't know. So... I guess my other thought is, uh, do you have a song that you're a fan of that you like to sing along? And I will try and and take that song and uh, do my own thing for you. And I'll dedicate it to you.
0: (laughs) Still alive. Still alive? Yep.
1: Oh, well, that was quick. You didn't even have to think about that.
0: Nope. Still alive? Still alive.
1: Is that by the the guy who did the soundtrack for uh, Portal, Jonathan Colton? Yep. Okay. All right. Still alive. Yep. Okay. I will try my best. Um I don't know if I can sing like a robot, Quentin. Man, you <laughs> get you gave me a you gave me a challenge here. We'll put a link in the show notes for you guys to listen to the song. And then hopefully I will, uh, I I will uh, bring something to the table. We'll see. As always, Quentin, thank you very much for your insight and opinions, although they might be wrong. Um, <laughs> how can people find you digitally on the internet?
0: On Xbox and Instagram at Firewall.
1: And that strange spelling can be found down below. As for me, in those places, you can find me under Lazy Tech, Tony. You can follow both of us under the still recording podcast on instagram we're also on reddit still recording and hope to find more of you listeners over there but until the next time have a good one bye bye
0: bye guys